Are you sitting in a space where you are struggling with anxiety? Do you feel like a prisoner to the cycles of depression? Do you feel stuck in your own life and feel frustrated and lost, but yet you know there is so much more on the other side of this mental breakdown? I want to hold your hand through this therapeutic life healing journey. I will help you navigate emotional healing, spiritual growth, and taking massive action so you can align your mind, body, and spirit to completely transforming your life. You are worthy of the life of your dreams, of stepping into your power and experiencing your breakdown as your breakthrough. Hey, I'm Adi. I'm your therapist, your coach, your mentor. Join me as we heal your life together. Hey friends, welcome back to Therapeutic Life Healing with me, your host Adit. If you're new, welcome to the podcast. I'd love for you to browse around other episodes and see if there's something that resonates for you. And if you have been returning every week to this podcast, thank you so much for being a loyal listener, tuning in. It means the world that you spend your time, your precious time with me every week. And I just want to give some shout outs because I love seeing folks tuning in from around the world. I think it's so neat that we get to connect here on this podcast. It's so cool to see how technology can connect us no matter where we are in the world. So without further ado, I'd love to say hello to friends all the way out in Japan, India, the Philippines, Kenya, Mexico, Romania, Switzerland, hello friends in the Czech Republic, Finland, Slovakia. I just want to thank you all for being here and especially giving some shout outs to my home country, the U.S. Hello friends in California and New York. I see you out in Texas, Florida, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, and Kansas, just to name a few. And Canada, I see you out in Ontario and British Columbia, Alberta. Hello, friends out in Australia. See you out there in Queensland and New South Wales and Victoria, wherever you are in the world. I just want to thank you for taking time out and really tuning into these episodes. And I really hope and I pray that each episode resonates for you in some way, whether it's just one takeaway that you can incorporate into your healing journey wherever you are, figuring life out as we all are, navigating it just one day at a time with each experience, learning something new about ourselves, about other people, and about the world, and making different decisions if need be from there. Today's episode is really exciting. I'm going to be interviewing a psychotherapist named Amalia, and I found her on Instagram. And she is known as the breakup therapist. She really talks about relationship and how to navigate your life post-breakup. So we get to have a little unfiltered chat together about all things relationship. So tune in wherever you are. Just chill out and just tune in and get ready for a juicy episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Therapeutic Life Healing with Adid. I'm so excited for you all get to meet this amazing therapist who I just recently found on Instagram. She is known as the breakup therapist and her name is Amalia Miral Rio. And she works with women and gender non-binary folks to recognize their worth after a breakup. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. 
Amalia, will you just introduce yourself a little bit with folks and uh, your work specifically and any fun facts you'd like to share with us today? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm located in Detroit, Michigan. I work with folks in Michigan and Pennsylvania and um, have my own private practice. Um, I am a mixed race Mexican-American woman, and um, I find a lot of self-care in dancing. Um, and, you know, I've actually, within the last, like, I don't know, decade, have gotten really into dancing Mexican folklorico. So that's a really big part of my self-care. Um, something that doesn't really show up much in my Instagram life, but is important to me. <laughs> I love that so much. Uh, and what is in terms of like your practice, your content on Instagram, who are you gearing to, to support, to help um, specifically through like relationships and breakups? Like what, what's your work focused on? Absolutely. So I'm really thinking about the person who is going through a breakup or went through a breakup, even if it was years ago. And it's feeling like the breakup was like a, a Jenga piece that when you, you pull out one piece and the whole thing falls and there's not a lot of um, context out there to really describe this experience that a lot of pop culture stuff can make breakups seem kind of trivial or like, you know, you just need to eat some ice cream and watch a chick flick and then you know, go start dating and move on. Um, but I have seen that for a lot of people, a breakup calls into question so much about their lives and um, can bring up a lot of past trauma and a lot of really big existential fears. And so I'm hoping that in both in, you know, the Instagram public work, but also in the private one-on-one -on -one client work, to be able to support people in finding meaning after that kind of experience and um, to support people in sort of like a trauma-informed way of moving forward in dating. That's so important, especially right now. I think if during a pandemic, there's so many people who are struggling either they're single and trying to meet somebody and it's hard. How do you meet somebody in the middle of a pandemic or because of the quarantining and, and sheltering at home, a lot of couples are breaking up or divorcing and uh, relationships are ending. And, it, and then to think about dating someone again, I know I have some clients who are going through that and it's really hard. Some of them are uh, women who are, you know, in their late 30s, early 40s, who are feeling like they're starting over again. And so there's a lot of naturally fears um, coming up for them. So what would you say for any woman or non-gender binary folks tuning in who are struggling through this pandemic because of a breakup or having trouble finding somebody in dating? What would you say to them? Uh, really that my heart goes out to you that you know it's not um it's not just you that it, we are wired for that human connection we are wired for that intimacy and there's nothing wrong with wanting that there's it doesn't make you desperate or too needy it doesn't mean that you're too insecure or that um you know there's something like that pathological that needs to be healed 
um, that it's just really normal and appropriate that and, and actually speaks to your ability to connect that you desire that connection and um, that this is a time that you need more support than ever that you know however much support from friends and family you think you need I would say multiply it by three multiply it by four you know if, if whatever you're thinking is enough it, it might not be and you know the, the better resource you can be with good people around you who care about you the more you'll be meeting that that need for human intimacy in other ways. Namalia, I have heard this so many times and I myself, when I was dating, you know, believed this to be true too. you know, the whole, like, what's wrong with me. I have to heal myself to attract the right person. You know, all of those, there's a lot of messaging out there too, that, you know, be the person you would want to date and um, you have to be fully healed before you kind of date again. And I, I think that messaging is really harmful and really shameful. And so for anyone tuning in who is in that space thinking like something's wrong with them or they're just constantly attracting the wrong person, um, what are your thoughts for them uh, to maybe uh, thinking through that a little bit differently? Yeah, we are totally on the same page here. I could not agree more that it's really shaming and, you know, it really puts the burden on someone that if they've experienced harm in dating, if they've experienced people mistreating them it puts the, the, the blame on them that that must have been their fault. And I really want to switch that conversation, turn that conversation around of what's wrong with the person who caused you harm? Like what's wrong with people who think it's okay to treat others disrespectfully in dating and what kind of support or like um, redirection and accountability do they need? Right? We, we don't really ask those questions. It, it kind of mimics the way that we um, can talk about like sexual violence, for example, like what was this person wearing or what did they do to attract, so to speak, uh, this violation? And you and I both know as therapists, right, that we, we don't, that's not how we're viewing sexual trauma or sexual violence, right? We want to know, you know, it doesn't matter what that person did. It was never okay for someone to violate them. And so when we're talking about like severe harm in relationships, I, I want to be really mindful of putting the responsibility back on um, someone who's, who's causing harm or who's maybe abusive or manipulative. If we're talking about generally healthy relationships that are just not a good fit and no one was super um, harmful, right? It just, you know, you can still feel pain because a relationship ends and it just wasn't a good fit. I think that's a time when, you know, we can, that's a really good time to reflect on like, what are the values that I have that I want to see in a relationship, which is different from thinking, how can I just make sure I'm not rejected, but rather like, how do I find someone who shares the same values as mine? I think that may be a little bit more of an, an empowering spin on it. But I, I totally hear you on on how quickly we can turn to shaming and blaming around this. Yeah, and I and I, you know, I think that concept of like you have to be fully healed before, like, what does that even mean? Who is ever fully healed? <laughs> like, I want to meet that person. Who are you? Because, I mean, I I 
will give myself credit. Like I work, have worked on myself and continue to work on myself. And I'm, and I'm constantly, there's always something that like gets triggered and I'm like, Oh, that's still something I need to work on. Oh, that got to revisit that grief again. Or, you know, the way in which like life just new things happen. None of us have navigated a pandemic most, you know, and so there's so many things I think we're constantly learning about ourselves, about the world, about our community and other people. And so there's always something to learn and grow from. So I'm like, what does it even mean to be fully healed? I think we're like, when we end up meeting somebody who's invested in taking accountability for the, their actions, their behavior and their impact, and they're willing to do like the work and both partners come to the table with that mindset, then I think it, that's the best place you can ask for yourself to enter into the relationship. So not to ask of yourself to be this like fully, like whatever that means, healed person to then only find somebody to love you. Oh, I'm so glad that you brought that up again, because I meant to speak to that <laughs> before and got a little bit lost my own answer, but absolutely. I, I also, I have no idea what it means to be fully healed. <laughs> I have no idea what that looks like. I can't imagine. Um, and that really sets us up for perfectionism in relationships that you have to be perfect. You have to keep it all together. You can't have hard feelings or hard days or times when your actions are not like perfect, but that accountability piece, like you said, of can you be humble enough going into a relationship to to know that you're going to continue reflecting and continuing to try to be your best self, but with grace that like you said, there's, there's no such thing as being perfect in a relationship. I mean, I can disclose a little bit about myself. I met my partner when I was 23. I was so young. I had no idea about, you know, half the things that I'm, I've learned about myself in, you know, that nearly decade. And I think about how messy that process has been to continue to grow and heal together, but that it's always been rooted in strong values of respect and humility and accountability and honesty and all of these really important driving core values. But the actual road is like, does not look picture perfect at all. And I am so sorry that that message is out there for people who especially if you've had a hard life or you've had trauma that you somehow have to neatly package yourself to be digestible for someone else in order to be lovable. I think when we can come to the table and say like, here's my whole self. Here's what I look like on a bad day. Here's what I look like on a good day. And we, there's all these sides of me. There's all these ranges of emotions that I have. And when we can fully accept ourselves from that place versus kind of this like perfect packaged, you know, whatever is out there in in the media world, I think people will find a lot more permission to enter into love relationships with more joy because even the hard stuff can, doesn't have to be so, it's heavy, but it doesn't have to be this like 
Um, I think for a lot of women I work with too, a lot of amb- abandonment issues kind of like get triggered and, and, and things from the past feeling abandoned and to feel really scared that if I show a certain part of myself, this person's going to leave me. Does that come up for you with some of the women you work with? And, and what would you say to them? And how, how do you kind of work through that with your clients? Absolutely. And it's such a shame that that idea is out there that if you show up as your whole self, you'll be too much and you'll drive a person away. Because what we know about intimacy is that intimacy grows and deepens as we show more of ourselves. And so if you are with someone who is wanting a a deeper, more intimate relationship, together, you know, gradually over time, this doesn't mean you have to say everything right away, but as trust builds and as safety builds, um, you know, allowing yourself a chance for that trust and safety to build so that you can start to peel back the layers and you can show up as your whole self. And that will actually enhance the relationship. And I mean, and bring so much more freedom and joy like like you said I, I love that you mentioned joy and there's such a freedom that we can feel in relationships and that is possible and I know I work with so many people who believe that's possible for other people but not for themselves and it's so like amazing how creative we can be at finding ways that we're the exception like why our baggage or our issues or our trauma or whatever is the the one exception that just means that we can't have that kind of relationship. Yeah. I I love that you brought that up. I mean, I'm thinking of like a a few um, amazing women that I've got the pleasure and honor to work with who have gone through such painful breakups, who have gone through painful divorces. You know, when I think about my own painful breakups that I've had in my life. I mean, I was devastated. I was like to think about like, who is going to love me again? I'm never going to love somebody like that again. Or again, going back to that mindset of like, what's wrong with me then? Am I not lovable enough? Or will I ever find somebody? It's just, it's such a snowball uh, of thoughts and and it can be really paralyzing so what are your suggestions, uh, tips for women who are kind of reeling from a painful breakup or divorce and trying to navigate the world again, dating again? Yeah, definitely start with grounding yourself in your body. So we're, we're going to start with the basics. Like when you are in that place, and I know that place, right? I've been there too. When you are in that place, we're starting with are you eating three meals a day? Are you drinking water? Are you staying away from alcohol or other substances? Um, or at least using them in a way that isn't harmful? Are you surrounding yourself with phone calls or texts or if it's safe right now or in person, you know, social interaction and support? Are you getting fresh air? Are you able to get a little bit of movement, you know, I think when you're in that really acute period, it is perfectly understandable that you might find yourself having crying spells. You might find yourself not wanting to get out of bed. You might find yourself feeling really angry. All of that is appropriate. All of that's understandable. But 
let's start with getting your physiology somewhat regulated. And part of that is is having the social support. Yeah, it kind of goes back to like, go back to your basic needs being met, like making sure kind of just the day-to-day basics and and giving yourself some time. And if at what point um, I get this question too, when should I date again? What does that look like for me? And can I trust dating people again? Can I trust myself? Can I trust others not to hurt me? You know, all of those kind of fears come back up. So after making some time to, to take care of your basic needs, um, and the next step after that being maybe considering dating again, what would, how can someone re-enter that world? What are some takeaways? Yeah, I would say definitely do not need to wait until you are fully healed or fully whatever, you know, like we talked about, but until, you know, wait until you feel like you can manage step by step, like, you know, you can like picture yourself walking into a pool, like you dip your toe in. And if that, if the temperature is okay, then you decide to keep going. Right. And if the temperature is not okay, you wait (laughs) until the sun comes out and and it does feel okay. Right. So you know, maybe your first step is you download a dating app and you look at profiles, but you don't interact with anyone, for example, and you, then you, you come back and you check in, okay, how did that feel? What came up? Is that something I can work with? Or was that way too overwhelming and a sign that I'm, I'm not ready? If, if that feels okay, or it can be worked through, I'm resourced enough. I've got the support. I've got ways of make of processing these experiences can I take it one step further and and start talking to people, right? And then meeting up with people and having that feedback of learning your internal cues, of learning how to make meaning of these experiences, learning. It's okay that things are triggered from your past relationships. You don't need to wait until that stops happening because that that will happen probably no matter how long you wait when you reenter dating. But do you have a way of processing those triggers and making meaning of them? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I always uh, kind of talk to my clients about like what's in your control, what's out of your control. And like in your control is you can express, you know, what you've been through. You can share what you know up until this point about what your triggers are, your insecurities are. And really, when I think you talk about them, you own them. No one has power over you after that. And then what's out of your control is how someone will respond, how they will react, what they will think, um, and trying to free yourself from um, really trying to control that image of what somebody will think of you and really kind of stepping into your power of like, well, here's who I am. Here's what I know of myself up until now. And things I don't know that may come up, you know, trust that I will express them to you. And I expect kind of the same in return. Like those are all things in your control. Um, when you kind of re-enter and, and I like to think, you know, there's that quote that says, you're not starting over, you're starting from experience. And it's like everything that you took from your last relationship is all wisdom is all experience. Um, rather than thinking about it of like, this is baggage, this is wisdom, um, to bring into the new relationship and say like, here's where things went South. Here's what I own in that part. Here's what I don't own that I'm now looking for instead. 
That is such a beautiful reframe. I love that. I, I will definitely be pulling from that. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm, I'm quoting you now. <laughs> and Amalia, uh, just want to get your thoughts too on like dating apps and like women who are getting ghosted or constantly just drained by swiping and, and not really meeting someone that feels like, like a promising future with. How do you navigate that with your clients? Or what would you say to a woman who's just kind of like, over the dating app world? Where does she meet somebody? <laughs> Hard. Absolutely. It's so discouraging. It's so, so discouraging the way that those apps can sometimes just make you feel like you're um, disposable or, you know, like can leave people feeling really used. It's so hard. And I, I think we, part of what you're bringing up is that there is an element of luck in dating. And for all the ways that we want to make it about individual responsibility and, you know, that, that, um, you know, you have to heal or you have to attract the person or whatever. There's, there's also an element of luck. And that is so hard. It is so hard because we do not have power over, you know, an algorithm magically putting us with the perfect person. And so, you know, if you're feeling drained by dating apps, like it's not just you, you're, you're very good company. They are, can be designed to almost, you know, make, make you feel that way sometimes. It, it kind of calls into question some other ideas of like, do people in your life know that you're looking for a partner? Do your friends know that maybe you would be open to having them set you up with people they know? or friends of their friends, you know, are there ways that you can pull from your social network and your immediate community that might feel more vulnerable? Because there's a way that you can feel kind of anonymous um, in the same way that dating apps are terrible because they can be impersonal. There's also something that might feel safe about that, that while like these are strangers and if they don't like me, oh well. But can we make it more intimate again by, you know, asking you to be vulnerable to, to disclose to the people in your life that you are looking for a partner and ask, do they have ideas or can they be open as they're meeting people if they think that there's someone that could be a good fit? Yeah, I love that. It's like this, you know, kind of getting creative. If the online dating app, it, it really, for some, isn't it like you know they're very much like i want to meet somebody the old school way and it's funny to say that it's the old school way now like meeting people in real life <laughs> but like that's the world we're in you know technology has really changed so many of our lives um bringing back that vulnerability is such a strength um to say like hey like this is what i'm looking for keep me in mind just like we would do with a job interview right like if we're looking for a new job if we're searching for a new apartment or home if whatever if we are running a business and we want people to know about our business you know it's like hey keep me in mind for a client referral keep me in mind for this job uh if anything comes up and it's open please let me know you know it's that same way so why do we think of it differently when it comes to dating isn't that interesting yeah, there's so much shame. It's like, it's like, well, because there's, you're clearly doing something wrong if you're still single. And that is, there's still that stigma around it. But, you know, that's not true. We know that's not true. 
Yeah. It's like that myth buster, especially for women, like to just break that myth and say, yeah, that is not true. Uh, This was such a fruitful conversation with you, Amalia. Thank you for being here and sharing your wisdom with us. And for folks who might want to connect with you and find your work, where, where are some places to point them to? Thanks so much. Yeah. So my website is amitydetroitcounseling.com. That's the name of my private practice. And then on Instagram, a little bit more of my cheeky name um, is breakup.therapist.detroit. I love that breakup therapist. (laughs) And just intuitively, uh, something sitting with you that you want to leave listeners with that hasn't been said before. It's a question I always like to end with um, that I love. And so just anything that's coming to you to share with us today. Well, it's such a beautiful question. And it's just, I really want to affirm again, like we were saying earlier that it is possible for you to be able to show up as your full self in dating and to find a very fulfilling, wonderful relationship. Thank you so much, Amalia, for your time. I really appreciate you being here and for spending your time with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I trust that you took away some gems, some highlights for yourself in this episode. And I want to invite you to dive deeper with me if you'd like to schedule a one-on-one personalized healing session where we can really dive deeper into what's coming up for you, what you're struggling with. If you're in a place of transition in your life, whether that's relationships, careers, if you're struggling with boundaries, And we can really unpack that together and create a breakthrough session for you. Go ahead and email me at hello at aditsi.com. That's hello at aditsi.com. It's also in the show notes. I also offer a virtual master course. That's a therapeutic life healing master course that's virtual, self-paced at home. And it's guided with slides and videos of me really walking you through a three-week structured program that will help you learn about boundaries, understand fear in the brain and how it has shown up in your life. There's journal prompts and guided meditations. So go to aditsi.com and click on virtual master course to see the curriculum today. And you can enroll wherever you are in the world right away and start in the comfort of your own home today. If you found any value in today's episode, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. I'd love to hear from you and what you think. And I hope that you take care of yourself on your healing journey and take care of each other.